spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And it's uh, both an exciting day for Star Wars fandom as we had the finale for The Mandalorian today, but also a sad day for Star Wars because we lost another actor from the original trilogy. Yeah, we did. We lost Jeremy Bullock, the the, the actor who portrayed Boba Fett in body, not in voice. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. I thought thought it was his voice originally. I don't uh, think so. And then they dubbed in Timur Morrison later. Well, they've dubbed in uh, Tamura Mor- Tamura Morrison later is true, but I do not believe even the original voice was Jeremy Bullock. Although somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't. I don't think so. And the only reason I say that is because when he was here for uh, for Comic Con uh, a number of years ago, I think I want to say that was I was not working for Comic Con that year, but I believe it was the year that we did the podcast booth at comic-con yeah and he was here for that so we were podcasting from from the con all weekend but also jeremy bullock was here and you had him autograph your boba fett i did figure um tell us about that no well i don't have a, as good a story as i do for dave prowse because dave prowse sang a song <laughs> so it's not gonna be that good but i mean uh so i got him to sign uh and it, i got him to sign the star wars holiday special boba fett so that's that was fun and oh, nice. uh, although, uh, you know, it's funny because you expect the only actor I ever had who got excited about the figure they were signing was Margot Kidder. Believe it or not. She was the only oh, one really? who was like, okay. wow, look at this Lois Lane. This is great. <laughs> like she was the only one. Um, most of the, the Star Wars actors are just like, here's another one. Well, I don't know. Here's here's a grown man with a toy. <laughs> There's so there. It's people who are in Star Wars are so used to being toys. Yeah. Margot Kidder. I imagine Lois Lane was the only one of her characters that was ever made into a toy. Right? Yeah. It's got to be. It, yeah. When you think about it, I'd have to put my, th- I, I have to think hard about it. I don't think there's that. any other movie she was in. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. so she probably did not see a ton of uh, of Lois Lane uh, action no. figures, whereas, uh, um, yeah. you know. And Jer- and Jeremy Bullock, everybody said he's a quiet, a quiet English gentleman, and he was very quiet. He was, he seemed like a very introverted fellow, and uh, I don't recall um, even having an exchange of conversation with him, but that that's probably my fault. I noticed, uh. I um this week they had the Twitter listening party for Bell and Sebastian Tim's Twitter listening party, and uh, I ran into the lead singer of Bell and Sebastian on the street before the concert, and I tweeted him this this week, and I said, you know, and I and I could I just choked out, have a good show, and then I disappeared into the shadows because I was too nervous, <laughs> and I think and I think um for um when I was a kid, I remember Jeremy Bullock was the actor that I stuck around to see the name at the end. I wanted to know who played Boba Fett because the figure was already out. And so I remember memorizing his name, Jeremy Bullock, Jeremy Bullock. And then like going to school and be like, Jeremy Bullock plays Boba Fett. And everyone's like, who the hell is that? Right. And people are like, wow, how did you know that? I was like, because I memorized the one credit. <laughs> and and so I uh and so when I met when I got him to autograph the thing, it was uh, it was kind of like it was exciting because uh, I remember as a kid sticking around and trying to figure out who it was because everybody knew Boba Fett was the coolest new character in the galaxy, sort of thing, and um, and so to meet it to meet him was pretty exciting. Yeah, but 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 as I say, I don't believe I don't think we uh, and if I did say hello or something like that, I have blocked it out of my mind because I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, and that was at uh, I believe that was 2014 that he came to Winnipeg yeah. for for Comic Con. And which was before it actually predates this podcast. Um, but uh, the other thing about it is, um, and I read his obituary on the air yesterday. I was working at CJOB last night, and it came up, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll put this in the news. Um, and it was uh, they didn't say much about him. They said he had acted in uh, British television before that, and he didn't do much else after that. That was kind of his big kind of claim to fame was being Boba Fett. And the reason, though, anyway, getting back to my story about his voice, um, when when he did his session, when he did his like Q and A session. Someone asked about it, and he said, "I remember him saying something about him trying to do like a Clint Eastwood voice yes. for Boba Fett, right? Do you remember that? Uh, so that's why I assumed it was his voice because it kind of did sound like Clint Eastwood. But you'll also remember our pal Tim Rose also will do Admiral Admiral Ackbar's vo- voice on command, but he didn't do the voice in the movie. And he I didn't, think, yeah. and I think, it, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe, and I, I saw that Q and A that you're talking about, and it was, and it is confusing, but I think." 
what he was do what he would do with those Q and A's is he would show I didn't I think he brought somebody up on stage and this was like his standard shtick where he taught taught people how to stand like Boba Fett how to look cool like yeah. Boba Fett and I think he did that with someone in the audience if I recall and mm-hmm. um, then he, he then he did a how to talk like Boba Fett and I don't think he ever claimed. <laughs> I think it seemed like he might do the voice, but I don't believe he ever said in that thing that it was him doing it. I think it was more uh, more of like a fun audience interaction thing. Yeah. Do you think it's just a matter of like they don't want to get into it because it's too confusing and too complicated to, to get into? Like I did the body, someone else did the voice. And this happened in Star Wars a lot because yeah. you had actors in those costumes and then somebody else doing the voice because it's a, like Admiral Akbar is basically a puppet. That head is a puppet. So, you know, it's got Tim Rose's yeah in the costume but he can't talk while he's in that costume right so they had somebody else it's a trap do the voice like that um anyway so but yeah it's a very sad jeremy bullock 75 years old passed away apparently he had parkinson's for a number of years uh, I, di- I didn't know that no. um so it was it was that was the main cause of his passing was it was parkinson's so yeah another another sad day uh, another original trilogy um actor lost it's too bad yeah and all of these actors um were the ones that I would look at on the tops cards, the behind the scenes. Once in a while, you'd get the behind the scenes card. And in fact, I got a couple of them. I got a couple stickers on my dresser just around the corner there. And I can see <laughs> there. one of the ones is um, the makeup artist fixing Chewbacca's lips, for okay. instance. And so you would look at those cards and they would have um, and they would show the actors behind the costumes and stuff. And it, and And that's how you knew these actors. And you would read... You would read uh, magazines and stuff, but you really had no way of thinking about, like, what is a person... Like, I remember thinking, what is a person who play a stormtrooper like? Like, what? how do they do that? How did they get the job? How could I get... Could I be a stormtrooper? Because you don't need to know how to act. You just have to right. run around. So... He, uh, he was one of those original actors, like David Prowse, who we saw out of the mask, maybe on in magazines and on cards first, and then later on interviews and those sorts of things. But uh, it was just Star Wars seemed so real. It was hard to even imagine there was actors in those in those costumes yeah, when we were exactly. kids. Yeah, so it's sad. It's, it's very sad. I mean, you know, it's sort of like our favorite musicians dying in recent years, and it's just the reality is. On a that's what that's what they call an actuarial chart in insurance business, which is once you get to a certain age, the herd starts thinning, somewhat. Right. And um, it's while it's sad, uh, it's not unexpected when people reach a certain age. But it does make you reflect on your own age, and it makes you reflect. Uh, we're just about to talk about the Mandalorian, and it makes me reflect on my age and the fact that I'm still a Star Wars fan in my fifties. Mm-hmm. The one uh, and Paul McCartney's album came out today too. By the way, so it's like my two biggest fandoms converge wow. on one day. I know on one day together, and it does make you think about it. How's the album? I have not played it yet, but it's oh, got okay. it's got rave reviews. It's McCartney three, his third mm-hmm. album where he plays absolutely everything on it. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Yeah. They're still cranking it out, and they're still cranking out Star Wars. And I, 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 today I'm going to suggest that maybe Star Wars is the best it's ever been, maybe. No, it's not as good as the original trilogy. I don't think it ever will be for me. Uh, but that being said, certainly a lot of people are, are um, excited about The Mandalorian this season. more. So, I feel like it's more so yeah. than last year. Like People are really into it and talking about it a lot. And um, and yeah, of course, and it was it was. I don't want to say fitting. That's not the right word, but very um um and coincidental or whatever that Jeremy Bullock passed away on the eve of the premiere of the finale of of the show that, yeah. that brought his character back, brought Boba Fett back, and uh, and yeah. So we so basically we we um, get into this episode. Jeremy Jeremy Bullock, the original Mandalorian. Exactly. He's although yeah. in this episode. Uh, you know, he says, I never claimed to be a Mandalorian. That was an interesting scene. But we but it is it is safe to say that might be true, but it is safe to say no Boba Fett, no Mandalorian TV series. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. no, no. That, that armor, it, it's it's all in, yeah. in the design of the armor. That's what made him so interesting. And I don't know, we should actually be celebrating the person who designed that armor. Or who maybe is it what Ralph McQuarrie came up with the design? I don't know. 
Uh, but uh, that that is really what gets people interested in that character and therefore in the Mandalorian and all Mandalorians because they all wear a version of that armor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, we come in. This is Chapter 16. It's called The Rescue. We, we kind of figured that that's gonna be, that was going to be the main thrust of this episode. That relaxed me right off the top because I was like, they're not going to call it The Rescue if, if everybody gets killed. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's right. So, so that's yeah. good. Um, and then we start off by having, um, uh, it was this awesome kind of hijack scene, um, where these, where, where the slave one overtakes a Lambda shuttle, a, a, um, a, is that what they're called? Lambda shuttles, right? Well, I think the, that uh, was the particular call sign of the one. Oh, is that, that right? Okay. I think sorry. so, but I, but okay. I, you know, it's a, it's an Imperial shuttle. It's an Imperial shutter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Sometimes they call them Delta. Yeah, you're right. I think it might be the that particular one. Yeah. So they overtake the shuttle um, and they, they get on board and they've got this shuttle has the scientist on it. The scientist that you predicted would be back was back. And basically it's it's him with these two Imperials. And one of them looked familiar. Uh, you talk about the scene while I look up this Imperial guy that I think is well, familiar. I, I looked up those Imperial guys too because I thought they were twin brothers. They I thought, did look very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought I thought they, they were too. And so part of me was like, did that guy just kill his twin brother? <laughs> that's what I, that's, that, that's what I wanted to. You always think about these extra levels of detail. Yeah. Whenever you're watching things, you're like, is that what that was? And like, nope. And it, it wasn't. wasn't. But, <laughs> but again, this is this is kind of what we're talking about when it's like, when you're casting people, be aware that the one guy might look like another guy. This is the thing. Like, you have to, yeah, you have but to think about that. That, that might have been intentional, too, because if they both kind of look similar, you kind of forget about the person. They're more like they're the uniform. I think that yeah. I think that's what they were aiming at. And I, I love how they just plunge us into the action right from the start of the show too, where it's just like the show starts and there's slave one shooting at a shuttle and you're like, Oh my god, what's happening? What did we miss from the last episode? So I love that. I love the beginning oh. of this episode. What did you find out? Uh, he is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's Nathaniel Malik. He was the big bad guy in the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's where I recognize that actor from, who played the the mean. I want to say he. It's funny because they've got him here credited as co-pilot, but he did most of the talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought of him as the pilot. But anyway, um, well, and so they. If, Bo if Bosch only lived for about five minutes, like, this guy doesn't have a prayer, right? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, so they come on board. They, they're looking for information about... Uh, about Baby Yoda. Like, again, I, I'm not sure why they're doing this. I guess they, they need more for information about how they're how they're holding him or what? Well, I think I think originally it's to get access to the ship. I think that's the right. original Same plan. kind of deal as in, the, in Return of the Jedi where right. they pretend to be... Right, right, right. So they do that. Yeah, so that's how they want... Now, again, not sure how the warning that Mando sent to, uh, to Gideon last episode helped at all. It just got uh, the except... audience ready. It did, but and another. Yeah. It's funny because somebody I saw, um, somebody on Facebook had photoshopped uh, Mean Gene Okerlund into that uh, shot with a microphone up to Mando's because it seemed very much like a wrestling, like like just boasting and getting your opponent riled up, like they used to do in wrestling all the time. Yeah. And that's what this was. He's just like all it is is just kind of getting people ready for the finale. Um, and so then they 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 kind of execute their plans and again let me know if i miss anything or if there's something you want to stop and talk about here I, as always i'm i'm kind of scrolling through this well there's on, also um, uh, when did when do they um when do they meet up with bo-katan and when, when does that, that happen was the, that was at the beginning that was like in the first scene um uh, or first couple of minutes like they yeah. they take over the shuttle then they go off and oh no i don't want chapter eight what the hell's like what the hell's going on here <laughs> i thought i had it up already yeah i thought you Season did two Season two, chapter, and I love the thumbnail for this episode is that uh, that Death Star droid. Another Death action Star figure. Droid. Yeah, oh yeah. The action figures are representing this season. Yeah, and, and it's funny because uh, yesterday or the day before uh, was the fourth anniversary of Rogue One. Um, hmm. It came out in theaters four years ago, and I posted that in our Facebook group. And actually, it was interesting. I got quite a wide range of responses. I think we should rewatch Rogue One at some point yeah. and take a look at another look at it because – um, people still, some people still really don't like that movie, which I think is really interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not on board the, it's the greatest, like I, I've, I, my friend in Texas thinks it's great. Um, and I don't think it's great. I think it's fine though. I think it's good, but, um, uh, and well, actually there's, there's more to talk about later. So you keep yeah. going. All, all, all I was going to say was that 
Um, the uh, one one person commented that they liked Rogue One because it didn't seem like they were creating characters just to make toys out of them. And then I responded with, "What are you talking about? There's like five different stormtroopers in that movie. Every Star Wars um, property, every movie, TV show creates new toys. That's just part of the yeah. model now, right? So that's always going to happen." Um, so then, okay, so yeah, they right. So after they uh, after they get the shuttle, they they go to some unknown planet with giant factories on it. Um, I want to know more about those factories and what those are doing. Yeah, I thought that looked like Manitoba. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Like basically a factory in the middle of a flat prairie. Of a field. That's yeah. Manitoba. Yeah, it's like a grain right. elevator for sure. It does. <laughs> so then that's where they go and they find Bo-Katan and it's cool because you've got Mando and Boba Fett walking in there and then you've got two other uh, Mandalorians what happened to the third guy did he die did that guy die in that episode that's the question uh, that everyone's asking uh, including me <laughs> I was like that guy's gonna come back like no he's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I, I yeah. didn't know. I don't remember what happened to him, but I guess no. it wasn't important. So, but, the, but it's kind of cool because we have like four, basically four people in, Ma in Mandalorian armor, kind of meeting in this in this bar, and like that's where it comes out. Like she, he's she's like, uh, Bo-Katan says to Boba Fett, "You're not a Mandalorian." And he's like, "Never claimed to be." Like he he was flat out saying, "I wear this armor to honor my father," and that's it. It has nothing yeah. to do with being a Mandalorian. And so they talk to her, and again, this is whole like they bury the lead on this. Um, they go up to her to ask for help, and they forget to tell her right off the bat that they know where, where Gideon is. And she's like, what? When she finds out, oh, okay, well, then I'm in. Because at first she's like, no, forget it. Uh, and then, then she agrees. Um, so then the, those two Mandalorians join their cause. Well, except they, uh, they have the fight that the thing – I thought of you during the Boba Fett versus Bo-Katan fight there that we had there just momentarily because you said you always need the scene where the two people who ultimately agree at first fight with each other. Yeah. So they yeah, had that a minor, fight. A bit of a minor version of that. Yeah, they do. And it's kind of becoming a, a um, what's it called? A trope. Um, a trope. the word? Trope. Thank you. <laughs> it's becoming a trope by now. But, but and whatever. She, she also calls attention to Boba Fett's voice sounding. She says, you're a clone and I'm very familiar with that voice. And I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Any, any callback to ideas like, don't you mean your donor and that kind of like all that stuff. It's great. It all kind of brings back memories of uh, of the prequels. Yeah. And of course, it's more of a referral to the Clone Wars series more than anything. And then we have the classic Star Wars come up with a plan scene. They get a hologram in front of them. They take a look at they somehow have the specs of this Death Star, I guess, from the scientist. I don't know. Um, and, uh, not Death Star. Sorry. It's a it's a it's a cruiser. They don't even call it a Star Destroyer. It's just a cruiser. And um, so then um they cut a deal with Bo-Katan saying you can have the cruiser after we're done to help in your fight against the Mandalorian uh, to fight get Mandalore back. And then she's like, oh, wait, I want this. You know, obviously she wants the Darksaber. And then she explains to him what the Darksaber is. Um, and so they have, but again, the plan is like, okay, we're going to go in here. Um, I can't remember what the plan is. It's a typical Star Wars plan where they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And there's no like, no dissenting voices. No, hey, what if this happens or whatever? They just come up with a plan and they go with it. Uh, we have a little. We get a little more information about the dark sabers, where that guy confirms that they are indeed droids. Um, they're not uh, troopers. There's nobody in there. So um, we've got that bit of information, and they start to try to execute their plan. I like this shot of the shuttle and uh, Slave One in hyperspace together. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, totally that great. Was, that, that was neat. Uh, and then they come out of light speed, and they basically uh, they they pretend they they do the old. Uh, we're hurt. Uh, oh, get help. What was that? It's from the Avengers. We're going to do, or no, from Thor. We're going to do get help. Remember? Get help. And then, uh, not No, I don't remember. Well, they come in and they pretend that Loki's injured and they're like, get help. Like, that's, that, anyway, it's the same I, deal. I, that's funny. I don't remember it, but it is, but it's good. <laughs> it's the same deal. The, yeah. the, the, the shuttle. So they're in the shuttle. They're at Boba Fett's in the slave one attacking, pretending to attack them. Yeah. So that they can kind of, oh, we're in, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. And and then and again, I got shades of uh, actually Battlestar Galactica a little bit in that scene because we have uh, Katie Sackhoff who played Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica. We have these like Tie Fighters coming out of the launch tube or whatever they called it, the launch uh, area, and they're just kind of shooting out of that um, of that cruiser one at a time, which seems inefficient because I know we've seen Tie Fighters like flock out of Star Destroyers before, so one at a time seems a little weird. That that anyway, was that was Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront, where oh. you could land. Remember, you could land your ship into the other ship and then jump yes. out and then shoot everybody. That yes. was that. Okay, I forgot about that. Battlefront yeah, right. Two, sorry, Battlefront okay. Two. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
Cool. Okay, so then they go through that and they get on board and they have this uh, fight. Um, they just kind of fight their way through the through the, through the ship, and we see the uh, the uh, the Rock'em Sock'em robots. I'm going to call them. Uh, come online. And what's interesting about these dark troopers is that they take a while to boot up, uh, which is kind of funny. Well, I like they... that. They, they, set up a f- <laughs> they set up a few things. Those guys take a while to boot up. The, the Beskar armor uh, can withstand lightsabers, they establish. And the dark and the dark saber, Right, right, they right. They establish right. that early. There's a few things that they lay out. They lay the groundwork for, 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 yeah. for, for folks who forgot or whatever. <laughs> for exposition. It's pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's not overly done. Like it's yeah. fine. It's it's like little pieces of information here and there to help us understand and 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 know what to expect a little bit. And these, but these, I think these these dark troopers actually do look like Rock'em Sock'em robots a little bit if you look at their eyes and the way they're kind of oh, placed. Sure. And then they spend a good chunk of this episode punching things. Right, they're just like don't, punching down walls, punching down doors. Um, so the plan is for them to uh, sorry. And and this is another thing I thought about when I was watching this is we have. Um, we have four female characters. We have the two Mandalorians. We have Cara Dune, and we have uh, Fennec, Ming Na Wen, and they're fighting their way through. And they're they're like you know basically the distraction while while uh, Mando sneaks in there and kind of stealthy stealthily finds his way to the cell where they're keeping Baby Yoda, and that's the whole point of it. Yeah. And so then, uh, but I, what I liked about that is that it's it's four female characters you know fighting their way through the ship. And it's, it seems fine. It was not uh, like overly done. Like, and I think back to the moment again. This is going back to the Avengers Endgame when we had that stupid scene where all the girl superheroes get together to carry the glove, and we're, we're going to work together. That was so cheesy and so bad. That moment. This is how you do that. And if right. you're going to have four female characters, just have them do it. You don't have to make a big show out of it. Well, it was, so that was weird. Cool. Uh, the Avengers made them come together in a in a way that did not seem like it just happened in the plot. It no, it's like girl power. Right, it was right. All, you know, whatever. And I mean, I'm not you know, all for girl power. That's fine. But it, just the way they did it in this episode was way better. It was just yeah. like the four of them, they're badass. They're fighters. They're going to kick ass. And they do. They go yeah. through and they basically kick ass. They, they take over that that ship. They make it where they they're successfully make their way to the bridge. And meanwhile, Mando's got to go and he's got to try and uh, eject the... Uh, He's got to eject the dark troopers, which I think is not a good idea. Like, what did you think that was going to do? Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Robots, they don't die in outer space. So I knew they were going to come back. I figured that was going to happen. Um, and then they go to, but he, anyway, he does end up ejecting them. But he does have a fight with one of them, and it turns out to be a pretty tough fight. I thought, honestly, when it's sitting there punching his helmet, I thought it was going to dent the helmet so badly that he was going to have to take it off and just forget about it. That's what I thought, too. I thought that, yeah. I thought that was going to give him the excuse to remove it. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, that didn't happen, and he did fight his way off and destroy the one um, dark trooper, and then eject the rest of them out into the. I love how it's just a big handle on the wall. It's like, and they all blow out of the airlock. Um, and then, uh, and then he goes to find Baby Yoda, and, and of course, that's where Gideon is. He's in the cell with Baby Yoda, dark saber held basically against his throat, saying, "Come any closer, and I'm going to kill him." And I, I honestly felt a little bit let down with Gideon in this episode. That's the one kind of negative I'm going to say about it is that he didn't put up much of a fight in the end. Like, it was a bit of a fight. Oh, sure. Right? But I just, like, once they got there, it's like, okay, he he was no match for Mando. Basically, when it came to hand-to-hand combat, there's no, there's no you know, you can't beat him. Well, because uh, he's he, not, to, he is not a trained wielder of a lightsaber. So he's right. he's not, he's easier to beat than someone else who shows up later. <laughs> so then yes we're keeping that quiet for now uh so then um uh mando beats him mando's got his best car um spear and he's got the dark saber they get another uh fight but quickly over and basically he takes um gideon up to the bridge with baby yoda puts gideon in cuffs it's kind of moves it moves along pretty quickly this episode hey oh yeah so well it's a 40 45 minute episode i think um and uh they do they they I mean, this this is not a show that takes uh, that drags stuff out generally. You know, no. it's a show that uh, that's pretty efficient at uh, telling the story. I'm just trying to think if there's anything that's revealed in the scene between him and Gideon before we move on. I don't remember. Well, Gideon is kind of like uh, you know, at his heart, he's he's sort of a coward in the end. He is, I mean, yeah. But uh, he's sort he's kind of a coward, and he's kind of. Uh, 
uh, oh, and he attempts uh, he attempts to take his own life, but is unsuccessful. Oh yeah, but he also yeah. he also like tries to fake out Mando in this part where he's yeah. like, "Go ahead, take the child. I'm yeah. done with him." And then he tries to strike him down by with the with the. Now clearly, again, Gideon doesn't know that this dark saber will not cut through Beskar, right? Right. Because he thinks he can. He, I think he was just expecting to slice off right. Mando's head and be done with it. Um, so then there's this fight. I'm just watching the fight now again, pretty quickly. Uh, over, they they take him out, take him to the bridge. And then, um, and then the dark troopers come back. And that's that's kind of where we're sitting. Like, there's this big kind of scene where the dark troopers come back in. They're trying to bang down the wall, right? Indeed, they are. And then they uh, they look out the window and they think, "Well, this isn't going to help us." <laughs> they see no. and they see something coming and they poo poo it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and it's interesting to me. Um, so basically, in the middle of this, and they're all trapped in the bridge. Uh, Gideon is is um, uh, hiding a blaster somehow. Somebody left a blaster on the floor, and he's like hiding it. He's figured he's going to take advantage of that. And then uh, and then an X wing shows up. And I for, I for a split second thought it might be our friend from Kim's, Kim's Convenience in that X wing. I did because that was like something that they had established earlier in the season that this person was kind of nosing around this whole thing. Yeah, it's a fake out. So I didn't. I what's that? It's a fake out. That's I think it that was, was a fake out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I I think we're we're not we're still not sure who's in that X wing. Although I was, <laughs> at that well, point I, I had a were. good feeling. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it would have been better. Like it's it's fine of who it was. Uh, fine. Was it was amazing. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You talk about this. Oh my god. Well, okay. So let's just start with the idea. Like, okay, earlier in the season we see the Slave One strike or streak across the air, and it's like whoa. That was like a moment of whoa. This episode replicates that, except with the X-Wing fighter, when we go, Whoa, oh, holy. And they go, well, who's, oh, great. One X-Wing pilot is here to help us. Oh, boy. But, uh, and then the second fake out is you see the person coming in with a cloak on. And it still could be anybody, right? Mm. At this point, it's pretty obvious who it is. It's pretty, cl- it's pretty clear that none other than Luke Skywalker... Has just uh, entered the room, and the, re- and the real exciting moment for me was ignite the green. Is when he saw the green lightsaber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's very, where you know. Cool. And yeah. I'm sure Steel Saunders was just having a fit uh, yeah. over that because he's been calling for that for years, right? He's always wanted oh, to see yeah. the Luke Skywalker with the green lightsaber again, um, and that was the best part of that for me. And, and a great shot of him, like he just plowing through those. Oh. It just goes to show you, you cannot make like it's the like, dark uh, troopers. Are basically a newer version of the droid soldiers from like from the prequels, and it just shows you that droids are no match for uh, for the Force, right? Like he just took him out. It, it, well, he's the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy at this, at this point, point yeah. and, and it's on display. Like he doesn't need any backup or any assistance. He can just go. He can take care of business. Yeah, and and it did remind me of there's an episode of you'll remember that old Clone Wars um, uh, series, the shorts that they did, the actual. A drawn animation before they did the CGI one, right? Remember those? Yeah. And there's that one yeah. episode where they had Mace Windu take on a planet full of uh, full of droids. Remember that? And he just took them out. Like, yeah. Like it was just like that. It was just like one guy taking on a ton of droids and kicking their ass, and it was awesome. And, but oh yeah. Totally. But we didn't see it. We didn't see it all firsthand. A lot of it we saw through the security cameras, which I thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> they did that. I thought I thought we might only see it through the security cameras. And, and I thought, hey, that's great. I don't care. That's a great way to do it. I'm fine with it. Then every every sort of every glimpse of Luke that we got, I just couldn't believe it. Like my, my I'm exhausted today. Like just, just like the days where we go to line up outside the theater. Yeah. I'm just as tired today because it's exhausted. Because you're just like, oh my god, could this actually be happening? And uh, and and it and it is happening. But then. Um, they let they let Luke in, and uh, Mandalorian says, "Are you, oh, and of course Luke takes care of business, no problem." And the Mandalorian says, "Are you a Jedi Knight?" It's like, oh, it's this is so good. Like, just and, like, this and is by so, the way, baby, this is amazing. Baby Yoda is feeling a connection as well throughout that whole yeah. thing. He's like looking at the yeah. TV and putting his hand on the TV, and he feels the Force. He feels Luke through the Force. So Baby Yoda is getting yeah. excited as well. Yeah, and Baby, well, Baby Yoda seems so a little depressed at the early did, part of yeah, the episode. Yeah, absolutely. So. It, it's kind of cool to see um, to see what happens when another Jedi Knight shows up, and well, I guess uh, sorry, a Jedi or Jedi Master shows up, I guess. 
Um, and so, um, and so I love that. And then we see Luke and it looks like to me, like they fixed the problem of Leia well, in Rogue One. Yeah, kind of. I, I would say that's not perfect. Still not perfect. Still not like, uh, I don't think it's at the level that, um, you know, Sam Jackson in, in like Captain Marvel kind of thing. Uh, but I think a part of the reason is because Mark Hamill's face has changed so much since then. It's not quite the same. Whereas, like, for example, Samuel L. Jackson looks pretty much the same as he did 20 years ago. So um, for Mark Hamill, it, it didn't look perfect. Uh, I noticed they, his face was very, very um, stoic, like did not show a lot of expression. Um, because I think that once you get into that, like if you were to smile or something like that, then it might start looking the uncanny valley might show up here right so i thought it was I, I thought, I, okay i was convinced i was convinced by it i didn't i did not like unlike i was not a fan of uh, leia and rogue one and and Tarkin um, but, as well let's not talk let's not forget about plasticine Tarkin. yeah so yeah i was not i was not a huge fan of that either yeah. um but the but i thought today i thought they nailed it like i just i bought it i was i thought when I first saw it, I thought, is that Sebastian Stan? I, like, was, ex I they... was expecting it to be him, to be honest. I was half expecting it to be Sebastian Stan when he took out the hood. Cause like... It looked more like him today than it ever has. Yeah. But, I mean, I did a little research online. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but it's an actor. Um, so it's an actor with the digital Luke um, uh, dropped on the actor in the voice of Mark Hamill. Um, so it's not Mark Hamill actually there? No, I don't believe he oh. is. I believe it's a different actor. Now, if what I read was correct, because uh, I wanted to find out if it was Sebastian Stan, because I couldn't, I like it was at the point where I could not tell where CGI, where the actor <laughs> ended and the CGI began. Yeah. So I was kind of like, well, what? How did this work? Like, how did they do this? And who is this? And See, and think... clear. And in the in the credits, it says Mark Hamill. Yes. Now yeah, I yeah. think it's it, it depends on one of the things that's different here is that the fact that they have the live actor to model if they wanted to um where in the case of Tarkin and Leia both those actors had passed away so they couldn't do anything with with the actors um so I think that when you have the actual actor there to scan their face or do whatever it's it looks better um and it does absolutely look better um but I would think that it would be uh that's interesting so if Mark Hamill was never there uh I don't, know. I don't believe he was okay unless unless <clears throat> Yeah, no, who knows if he was on the set or not, but he, I don't believe that that... I'm sure he was on the set they, at some point. Uh, yeah, I don't believe they put him in the in the outfit and then whatever, okay. did something And it certainly, it, of I course, think. was a different person doing all the lightsaber um, stuff as well. That's got to be a stunt double doing all that combat stuff. Right. So... Right, and 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 that, and, uh, I don't know. I was blown away by... I, I did not think they were going to show us his face. I thought that they were going to stay away from that, Keep but so when they did... Yeah, so when they did, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is outrageous!" Like it's a it's Return of the Jedi sequel. It is. It's basically what it is. Yep. It's it's a it was crazy. And then R two D two rolls oh, in, and was I was awesome. like, "Oh I my loved god!" It. I was so excited. Yeah. I'm like, "Woohoo, R two D 2 And yeah. he, you know, he's gonna get along great with Baby Yoda. Those two are gonna have a ton of fun together. Well, I thought R two D two. Remember when uh, Yoda was hitting him with the stick yeah. and everything, yeah. and he was kind of like, "Uh oh, <laughs> another <laughs> one of these guys." Here, yeah, here's another <laughs> trickster who's going to play pranks on me. Kind of thing, but I I thought, oh my god, R two D two rolls in, and you're like, oh come on, like what else? Then we have to uh, watch the emotional get the heartstrings pulled when uh, Mando takes off the helmet and says goodbye to little Grogu, yeah. and he, but he says to Luke he doesn't want to go, and Luke says it's too dangerous, too dangerous if he doesn't come along, if he doesn't if he's not trained, it is too dangerous out there for him, and so that so he needs his training, and um, I like. Like, I, I, I was thinking about kids watching the episode because it does. It pulls at your heartstrings, but at the same time, you can go, okay, you're safe with Luke. You know you're safe with Luke. Unless, of course, and, and certainly I don't think they'll ever give us a moment where Grogu is at the temple or Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren do the bad stuff at the temple. I don't think that's where this is going. I, I, don't, I don't believe this, this show would do that to us. No. So I, I, and especially since so many kids watch the show. But but uh, I thought of that. That crossed my mind. But overall, the general feeling is you can let him go with Luke because Luke um, is not going to let harm come to you him. Know, the problem is that for me, and I think that you know, Mando's being trusting of the of the what he was told. Right? He's like, okay, this is my mission to send him back to the Jedi, and, and here's a Jedi, so I'm going to give it to him. But the, at the same time, Mando has no idea who Luke Skywalker is. Right? Which is like he's like, are you a Jedi? Basically, he doesn't know who he is. 
and and there's no explanation of where he's taking him. There's no explanation of like where like there's no give me your phone number. I'll touch I'll touch base every once in a while. <laughs> he just like takes him and goes without any. He says I'll see you again. He says that's right. So. Yeah, without any introduction, without it, like you you think that even Luke could explain that? We don't need the explanation because we're the audience. But but certainly I think uh, Mando should be explain like someone should tell him what's going to happen to baby yoda um I, th- I think the idea is that luke skywalker can find whoever he wants it doesn't matter I guess so. he'll find yeah 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 he'll uh it's like best sleep center you'll find us <laughs> it's, That's a local it's not di- it, uh. yes it's not it's not dissimilar to that where it's like yeah hey if you know how google works you'll find mando you'll find You'll find them. Yeah, and I have to say that I loved, I loved that scene uh, where where he took yeah. off his helmet, and you can oh. really see the emotion and the like, just the tears welling up and the sadness uh, to see Baby Yoda go. He's very, very upset to to let him go. Uh, it was a great scene, and and I love that they took his helmet off. And now I think we're going to the point where he is okay taking his helmet off. I think yeah. we're going to see that in the next season. He's just going to take it off just the way the other Mandalorians do. He's going to. So we're we're kind of beyond the I never take off my helmet thing. Yeah, that's uh. I don't know. I th- I um uh there was so much in that scene. I'm gonna need. To, I'm probably gonna watch this episode a hundred times by the by the time it's all over. Yeah, I'll watch yeah. it again. A bit. Like I, I when my kids home from school, we're probably gonna watch it again, and uh, I, I'll definitely watch it a few times as well. Yeah. So we can talk about it going forward. But again, this is like he he it, it all came to an end very very quickly, where he basically sends him off with Luke, and and that's it. That's the end of the the episode, and they just cut. Like there's no there's no uh scene where it's like. They see Cara Dune back on the planet. What are you going to do now? I'm going to go do it. Like, there's nope. none of that. It's just like, well, we'll figure that out next season. This is where we're going to end it. Boom. It's done. He got Baby Yoda to the Jedi. It actually it actually crossed my mind that this ending um, pulls off in a better way what The Force Awakens tried to do, ending this the movie with Luke. Okay, so The Force Awakens ends the movie with Rey handing the lightsaber to Luke, and we're like, what's going to happen? This episode, this ended similarly with a what's going to happen. We might never, and it wouldn't surprise me if we never see Luke um, again. If the, if season. But I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see Baby Yoda. Oh no, we will. And in fact, maybe season three might even start with them together again. And we don't have any, we don't know. How how did the training go? How long has it been? How, we don't know. We don't have have any idea of any of that. Um, And then until. Baby Yoda uh, opens up a can of whoop ass on, on somebody, and then we know, and then we know Luke has trained this guy. <laughs> this is great. So I think I don't know that we'll ever see Luke again on the Mandalorian, but I, um, I know we'll see Baby Yoda again, and I don't know what they'll. I I I I think they've said there's a season three, right? There better be. There is, yeah. There is, yeah. There's absolutely season Good. three. Good. Um, I can't wait to find out what they do with it, and and. Um, we should also mention that when we cut to the credits, it's a whole different. It's more of a somber theme. Yeah, there's not. They usually show like um, yeah. art from the like concept art. They don't do any of that for this one. Um, they just uh, they it's just credits, it's just like a regular Star Wars movie credits, like just blue text. Was it yellow? Maybe I don't know what color it was. And um, and that's it. Just the just the uh, the actors who were in and the, the big and, and all, the big else. surprise is uh, Mark Hamill in the credits. Um, yep. and, oh, by the way, it's already listed on IMDb, so I hope nobody's going there, uh, or before they watch the episode, because, um. Well, yeah, there's definitely some, some, um, yeah. spoilers here, and you told me, you texted me and said, watch for spoilers, yeah. so I did, I did, like, did, I, I just went straight to Oh, and this was, this <laughs> was then, also uh, the Ant-Man director did this one as well. Yes, Pey- Peyton We thought Reed, it was yeah, gonna yeah, be, right. um. Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed? Is that his name? Okay. Yeah, that's right. And um, we thought it was going to be Jon Favreau who directed this one for some reason. So Peyton Reed did it. So I was surprised by that. Although maybe I shouldn't have been. That was probably out there already. And um, and so I I was just blown away by this episode. So I just sat and watched the credits. And I also said to you, don't miss the post-credit sequence. (laughs) And And as I said to you before the podcast, a friend of mine texted me. Um, from Texas, and he's like, "What an episode! This is crazy. My mind is blown." And I can see he's he's still texting me, and I go, "Did you see the post credit sequence?" And then suddenly his texting stops, <laughs> and he and he vanishes for ten minutes, <laughs> clearly to go watch the end credit sequence, which he did not see. So there's going to be probably a yeah. bunch of people in that boat today. But now, how did you know about the end? Credit I was just sequence? so blown away um, by the show that I just let the credits play. And I was like, why aren't they showing, why is the theme music different? And why aren't they showing 
sketches. And I was yeah. like, well, let's, I'm just going to let it wash over me. And then what? <laughs> and then suddenly we, we suddenly Jab we see Jabba's palace. And I was like, that was oh. awesome. I loved it. I'm so excited. It's like you've already you've um, already murdered me with this episode. Now what are you gonna do to me? Is it, what's gonna happen? Is the Sarlacc gonna be sitting there or something, having a chat with someone? I was like, what what could this possibly be? And and it turns out that uh, it's it's uh, uh, well, Bib Fortuna has yeah. taken over Jabba's palace. I was a surprise. Yeah, you have to gain weight when you become the crime boss. You have to gain well because you don't. You, you don't exercise. Nope. You're not. You're just doing whatever you want, right? There's no like. So yeah, everybody gains weight that becomes a crime boss. So yeah, Bib Fortuna has gained weight, uh, quite a bit. And um, Tony Soprano. And, he's Tony Soprano. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got a throne now. They built a throne on the platform <laughs> where Jabba used to sit. And but it was great to see that room again. Yeah. That room where the you know the the grate drops down into the Rancor pit and that kind of stuff. Um, so that was great to see. And then uh, all of a sudden, and he's just sitting there, kind of doing doing his crime boss thing. And all of a sudden, uh, 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 Fennec comes down um, to shoot. She shoots again. The guards are useless, just like they were when uh, when Luke showed up there. And uh, basically, they they Boba Fett and Fennec shows up, and they flat out kill him. They're just like, and I, I mean, it was great, a great shot. He's like, Boba, I thought you were dead. How's it going? Like he's all like that. He's like, nope. Bam! He just shoots him, and he gets on the throne. What the hell? Like that was so he weird. He gets on the throne, and now he's the crime boss. I guess. And uh, and uh, Fennec Shand is his uh, is his fixer. She's uh, his bib Fortuna now. You're right, and. Um, and then it says, coming in December of next year, the Book of Boba Fett. What? Is it a series? What? Is, is it a movie? And right after they had announcements of 10 different Star Wars things, it's like, make it 11. And yeah. uh, and how, I, and my mind was just blown because I was like, how, we better still get Mandalorian Season 3 next year. Oh, yeah, I think we will. Yep. We, we better. Don't make me... <laughs> Don't make me wait longer than a year to see the Mandalorian season. Oh, three. I see what you're saying. You yeah. think they might may postpone it because this will be out next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that. I hope not. I really hope that's not the case. I think uh, the the best part of this whole thing has been that they've been consistent about being one year per one per season. Yeah. Uh, which I think, and, and that's not something a lot of shows do these days because a lot of shows take a long time. Like we have, I'm trying to think of the last time we got a season of. Like Barry, for example, or something like that, like an HBO show. Sometimes they go two or three years between seasons. Yeah. So, uh, and oh yeah, Better Call Saul is another one where we get like usually it's a couple years between seasons. So I hope that they do come back with that next season. Now we do have uh, next year another. Sh- the other show will be the um, the Cassie and Andor show. Yeah. I believe that's the next one coming out in addition to this. And but we don't know that it's a show. Do we know but, that the it's book a show? of Boba Fett uh, sounds like? Um, it is, it could even be an anthology series for crying out loud, but it sounds like it will be, oh, I, I, well, who knows? It sounds to me like a limited series, but, uh, but I'm guessing. Yeah. I I, know I would, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably, uh, like, like the Ahsoka one going to be a limited series, a one-off, like, uh, you know, six or seven episodes of something. Yeah. And that'll be it. It's not going to be a long, an ongoing series. It's just going to be a little bit of more, but, and it's going to be this, it's going to be Boba Fett living as a crime boss on Tatooine, I guess is, is what we're going to see, which again is really interesting. Now I would assume, like, I, I just figured that I said this a couple episodes back that the huts are like a crime family. And when one hut dies, you think they would just install another hut there, but they didn't. It's so weird to me that Bib Fortuna was the one who ended up taking over. Uh, they didn't just like, you know, stick another hut in there. Cause they, they, they've done that. I think they've done that in the past, right? We've had references to other huts and other yeah, we things have. in, in and the who, Clone Wars. One, who knows who's crawling around out there from the hut, <laughs> from the, from the well, hut clan. I'm sure, but, but that could happen. That's something that could yeah. happen in the book of Boba Fett for sure. Like he could go up against the huts. Yeah. I would love to see that. If that, if this ends up being kind of an exploration of the star Wars underworld, I think that would not be a bad thing. That would be a really interesting. It's something that we haven't gotten. And at one point they were talking about a video game, a star Wars video game. That was like a grand theft auto and kind of exploring the CD underside of star Wars. And that's what this would be. Hopefully. I, that's what I'm hoping it is. Who knows if it's even they were they were going to make that Boba Fett movie, uh, as everybody yeah. knows. Josh Trank, and yeah. is this just the? Um, the, the by the way, does it say on Disney Plus, Book of Boba Fett? Does it say, or does it just say? I, my mind is mush today because I'm so right, excited about this, about this last episode. I I I in my mind I th- I thought it said on Disney Plus, but I might be wrong. Are you checking it out? 
I'm looking it up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I assumed it was Disney Plus where we're gonna. Oh, go. it says uh, this is from Deadline from three out from two hours ago. Yeah. The Book of Boba Fett new Disney Plus Star Wars series launching December 2021. Uh, yeah. It, well, I'm just trying to see if they have any more information than we do. Uh, Did you check the Star Wars Twitter feed? No, I'm looking. This is from Deadline. Um, oh, last week, Kareem Daniel, chairman of media and entertainment distribution at Disney, said that Disney Plus would launch roughly 10 Marvel series, 10 Star Wars series, and 15 live action animation and Pixar series over the next few years. Um, so I guess this is supposed to be in that. It said roughly, I guess, because they didn't. Obviously, they did, they didn't want to ruin the surprise of this, so that's why they didn't announce it back then. They're not, um, uh, uh, yeah, like I'm going through the Twitter feed here and it's like definitely si radio silence. The other feed where we, I think we can expect to see something uh, later today would be Mark Hamill. What do you mean? Mark Hamill was was going to weigh in on this, right? On this episode. Oh. But he has he not yet. Anything? He has not yet. Okay. But uh, Well, he probably doesn't want to spoil it for people. He's got. He's probably got to be quiet for, for the weekend, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe or maybe not. Maybe just today, the way things are. But I mean, this is this is um heavy spoiler stuff all the way through. Um, I I don't know. I wouldn't have wanted to miss that. I probably would have gotten up at five in the morning to watch this if I if I had to work early or something because this is uh, uh this is the kind of thing that could get spoiled really easily. There's so much. Oh, and of course, when we uh, when we cut away at the end sequence, uh, we see the twin sons of Tatooine. In yeah. addition, yeah, yeah. So that was cool too. For a minute, I thought we were gonna see Luke Skywalker back on Tatooine <laughs> with Baby Grogu. Oh, that would that would have been a great shot. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been Just, like teaching him how to lift a rock or something. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been cool. Although I don't think his Jedi Academy is on Tatooine. Um, no, it's. I don't know where it is, but no, but he might have been in the neighborhood, and he had had to drop off some stuff, or I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, he had to go to Tachi Station. The, yeah, pick up those power converters. That's right. Um, they've been waiting so... for a decade. <laughs> anyway, no, great episode, very very uh, exciting, and again, oh. we'll rewatch it and talk about it probably uh, more in the in the uh, weeks ahead. But uh, it's been, it was overall a, a great season of The Mandalorian, and I uh, can't wait for season three. I think we have to do uh, an episode in the near future where we – because part of what I can't get my mind around yet at this point is what might – if we were to do season three, what might it be? And, like, they've sort of left it pretty wide open to explore. Oh, yeah. And, oh, it and of course we've anything. got Man, – uh, Mando has the dark saber, and they established oh, that – Oh, yeah. Right? We forgot about that part. They established – that now, oh, uh, well, Bo-Katan, the joke's on you, because now you have to defeat Mandalorian if you want that Darksaber. And he's like, forget it. Here, have it. And then she's like, no. <laughs> I forfeit it. Here, just, enjoy. Don't you, don't you think they could have taken that into account when they were, like, coming up with a plan? And, and she should have said to Mando, by the way, don't fight him for that thing. I have to fight him or else I don't get to keep it. Like, she could have explained that ahead of time. She could have done that, but she did, she just said, he's mine. Don't anybody ever forget he's mine. Like, like she, she, she. Uh, maybe she thought she was doing that. She didn't go into detail. She didn't yeah. feel like she needed to explain the whole thing. But she, yeah, she did say that he's mine. She, right, she did say that. But it reminded me of the guy in Monty Python and the Holy Grail who's like, Where are you guys going? We're coming with you. He's like, No, no, no. You stay here in the room. And so, so and the two guys cannot take in the instructions that he's clearly giving them. And I thought, yeah. and I thought, that's the funny thing. It's like, the door opens and there's uh, Moff Gideon standing there, and um, and I thought, and I, it actually occurred to me at that moment that Bo Katan's gonna be like, I thought I told you that he's mine. He's like, No, 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 you don't get it. He's in the room when I opened the door. Well, okay, yeah, 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 couldn't yeah. you have got him out of there without, you know, like like <laughs> couldn't you have done this? Couldn't you have done that? Like, listen, trust me, I had to fight him. Like the conversation that they have to have after the fact about not listening to simple instructions. <laughs> but but does this mean that um uh that we see Mando as the rule of ruler of Mandalore then in the next season? Wow, well, I, I mean, mean that th this whole next season could go into that. I I suspect that um uh we're gonna get oh no I think actually no that's gonna be the Ahsoka thing. The Thrawn thing is gonna be the Ahsoka series. Um, so we could see him get more into the Mandalorian like the actual history of the race and the planet yeah. and all that stuff so that could be the season three now I, i'm hoping that at some point in season three someone comes to him and says 
uh, Grogu's in trouble. Please come to the Jedi Academy. We've got this punk. <laughs> no, this will be uh, Kylo Ren's too young at this point for yeah. it to be uh, for him to be anything like that. But we could jump ahead ten years if we, you know, we could uh, we could. Um, yeah, it's there possible. could be a time jump. There could be a time jump in this series. Yeah, they, but you're right. They could say there's this punk ass bitch down down <laughs> at the down at the academy who needs who's, he needs he's a bully. He's picking on Baby Yoda. He's a bully. Yeah, that's it. Kylo Ren is a bully, and as soon as Baby Yoda shows up, he is like not having it. My guess is, I mean, at this point, we know Baby Yoda is 50 years old, and um, I hope he never speaks on the Mandalorian. I don't think I I, I don't I don't think we're ready for that. Like it'd be a jarring. If the if season three starts and he's talking like Yoda, like he's, he <laughs> yeah, won't yeah, shut yeah. up, kind of thing. He's smoking a yeah. cigar, like he's 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 a gro- he's all grown up. I I don't think that'll work. I think for the purposes of the Mandalorian, he has to stay a baby. I think, but I think um in term like I think you might have just um cracked the code to the next season, which is we have to visit Mandalore for sure. And I think what else I was thinking today, what else could they do to blow us away in season three? And there is one more thing that we've been talking about all along that kind of has not come up yet, and that's the planet of Baby Yodas. The planet of Yodas has well, to exist where, somewhere. Where, yeah, the origin of that species yeah. is kind of what we're talking about here, right? So there's, and again, Yaddle, whatever happened to Yaddle, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, it could be, he could be, uh, Grogu could be Yaddle's son. He could be Yoda's son for all could we know. Could be Yoda and Yaddle's son. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They're going to get into that as well. So, yeah, that's. I think that's probably what's coming for season three. And I don't know if there's a season four confirmed yet or not, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know if the... What what worries me is like I'm happy to get a season three, but what worries me is all these other properties out there, and 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 now they've created this intense fandom for the Mandalorian, and I almost don't want the other stuff. I'm just I'm like I'm good. I'm good with the Mandalorian the way, the way it's going. I love the Mandalorian. Like I like the Mandalorian is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. They did it. They pulled it off. You know they yeah. they did something. And I and I as I was watching today's, I thought. If this were episode seven, people would be satisfied if the season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I still maintain that you'd have to have in a, in a movie, a Star Wars movie, you have to have more Luke, Leia, and Han. That, that's the that's the part that's, I mean, we did get Luke. We got one of them. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, we, we still don't have quite all those main Star Wars characters that everyone loves so much. So um, that's the kind of, you know, the, the sequel trilogy did give us that. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I would. I certainly would like to see these episodes on a big screen. I would love to go to like a marathon of this once theaters open back up and, and we can go see it on the, on the big screen because the effects and, and all that stuff are all like high grade. These are Star Wars quality special effects throughout uh, the series. So that would be awesome. I'm sure someone will do that at some point. Like uh, I texted my friend today and I said, suck it, J.J. Abrams. And I was only joking. <laughs> but I, and I was only joking. However, like there's the the thing that makes that joke funny is that there's a little bit of truth there, which is there there we missed decades of Luke of the adventures of Luke Skywalker that we thought we might get. And we missed uh and we missed our old friends and they did come back and they did have them in the roles and it was great to see them. But but all of that time in between Return of the Jedi and um The Force Awakens, how many years are we talking about there? Like, is that uh, 30 years? Yeah, 30 years of potential stories that we didn't get to see. OK, fine. But but as the Mandalorian's proving that p- particular time period is very fertile for Star Wars. Yeah. The more that they set there, I think the more interesting it is because there's so much like there was so much after Return of the Jedi that people wanted to know. And even in today's episode where they said you were cheering, the galaxy was cheering uh, the destruction. I was on the Death Star. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the galaxy, yeah. The yeah. very, that very yeah. first which, scene. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the second joke this season of which Death Star. The second joke about which Death Star. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and I think, uh, I think there's just so much there that I'm happy that we're getting a lot of Star Wars in that time period. And I thought today's today's was just proof of what you can do in that time period. It's just. Oh my God! Like they they did it, they did it, and I didn't. And of course, when I say suck at JJ, I only mean it in the lightest sense of the word because JJ didn't make this. Um, JJ JJ said it thirty years in the future, or Lucasfilm did, 
And I, and uh, that means that the stories couldn't be like the one we saw today. Yeah, well, that's fair. But the only thing that sucks about it is yeah. that we do they do still have to like maintain the framework of what JJ did. Like at some point they should they're gonna have to talk about Snoke and the oranges of Snoke and all that stuff. And I think they've already planted the seeds of that by having this clone uh, doctor and they're combining you know Baby Yoda's midichlorians with clones and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That that was kind of yeah. you're right. They're they're like. Uh, planting the seeds for that. I, I don't care. I just don't care. I don't want. I don't care about Snoke anymore. I'm done. I'm done with all that crap. I just want to. You know what I mean? Like th- that's that's the problem is that they're going to kind of try to tie it in. They've done a great job of incorporating the the prequels and the original films into this series. Like yeah. there's references to both, and, and but but now they have to kind of look forward into the into the sequels and you know use some of that at some point or they can't basically yeah. they can't contradict it is is what i'm saying and and yeah by the way the emperor is still out there somewhere right like that kind of thing is still uh, possible so I, I, that's the only downside i would say and as far as this episode goes my only complaint is that yeah uh, um it turned out that uh, gideon was was not as badass as we thought he was he's was a little too easy to defeat in my opinion but that that's just the way it is he- uh well and they also have him alive they do so yeah that's right so they, they could he could come back he could do yeah. something else and it, but I, I have to say I have to give props to Giancarlo Esposito for doing a great job it's not just Gus Fring like he he's known for being these yeah. bad guys Gus Fring and he even did that character in the boys this season he was in the boys yeah so but he it, they're all very different characters they and he does a great job of playing those different characters it's not just the same guy so no I, I and I liked him I like how he said you're taking me alive this should be yeah interesting. yeah yeah. Like, like, like he's kind of like, he's kind of the guy along for the story and, in, in like, oh, this will be interesting to see how this unfolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you see that he's, that he has access to a gun, uh, you're kind of like, oh, he's going to try, he's going to kill somebody in this room probably. But in the end, he's just like, you know, in the end, he's not a formidable opponent. He might, he you can give him all the weaponry in the world. And it doesn't matter well, because he's nothing without his garrison of, of stormtroopers. Basically, right. last season we saw him with an army of stormtroopers, and uh, and they had to get out of there. That was actually, I would say, the stakes were probably higher last season finale than this one. Uh, I, again, yeah. same similar to the episode with Ahsoka, I did not feel like any of the characters were actually in danger in this episode. Um, even right. when it came to the Rock'em Sock'em robots, I, I knew at some point they were going to be able to defeat them. The fact that they're droids makes them fallible. Is, is kind of my, my feeling about it. Droids are we know that we know we've known for a very long time that droid troopers do not work, and this is just another uh, example of that. I thought there might be some surprise in those within those yeah, droids, or might be some weird experiment. Well, I thought they would happening. be able to use the force. I thought they might be able to use the force, uh, but no. Right there, there, there could have been there. There might have been, but I was okay with it the way it was because it's like they set up the scene that one of them is very difficult to beat. Um, and so you're like, well, what? The only thing that could beat them is a je- is the the most badass Jedi in the galaxy. Yeah. So it's kind of that's pretty good. And it, and and by the way, Mace Windu did not show up. Oh, I should mention. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> I was like, part Speaking of me of was Jackson. like, oh. Yeah, well, I was so excited to see Luke, but part of me was a little sad. I shed a tear for the perp for the ignite the purple. <laughs> I right, you're a gonna little push for tear. that for season three, aren't you? You're gonna be like, okay, okay, now we bring in Mace Windu, right? You know what? They go, they go to the Jedi Temple in season three, and there's Mace Windu just chilling. There's no explanation. He doesn't say anything. He's just like sitting there in the background yeah. with Yaddle. They're having a, they're, <laughs> they're just sitting in the background. It's like, nah. No explanation required. All right. Well, we gotta we gotta wrap things up. We're getting up to an hour here. It's yeah. There's lots to talk about, but we will continue the conversation. This is probably gonna be our last episode of. Um, is this gonna be our last episode of 2020? Let's let's look at the calendar here. Probably, right? Yeah. Next week we'll do best of the year. Well, maybe right? the week is after. Let's, week let's week take after? a week off for Christmas. How about that? All and right. then next week we'll do best of the year on media nerds, and then we'll figure out a new schedule yeah. for media nerds and Star Wars nerds going forward because that's just a mess. Uh, this semester with all the other stuff going on we have not stuck to a good schedule for this stuff so we'll uh we'll figure oh, it out i'm glad you mentioned that i have one last little thing when when mando uh says um uh no nah, nah, here you can have the dark saber it's okay i forfeit here take it, <laughs> take it have it or whatever that reminds me of when school tells me that somebody else will be teaching my class and i'm like yeah have it really <laughs> fine there we go <laughs> like fine i don't care <laughs> here take it 
All right. It's nothing. It's nothing without the power of Larson. There you go. Is what I, that's what I say. The content without the power of Larson is nothing. Similarly, Mando's like, have it. Have the dark saber. See if <laughs> I care. I don't care about. I'm still Mando. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Kenton. It's been fun watching this uh, season of the Mandalorian um, and yeah. talking about it with you on this podcast. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap that that aspect of it up. Um, and to all the listeners, thank you very much for listening. Uh, let us know your thoughts on The Mandalorian. You can uh, feed back to us in the our Star Wars uh, Nerds uh, Facebook group, which is linked below in the show notes. Or you can just get at us on Twitter. I'm having issues with my Twitter account right now, but hopefully I can I can fix that soon. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, we'd love to know what everybody else thinks of it. And be specific. Tell us what you like. Not just, I love it, but be specific about it. Let us know what you like specifically. Uh, but we're going to take a bit of a break, and we'll be back in the new year. Uh, thank you very much for listening. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vettabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And don't let the force hit you in the ass. How are you? Oh, TK421, you copy? No, I am the master. I'm taking an awful risk, Vader. This had better work. Where did you dig up that old fossil? That's no moon. No, I am the master.